presenting Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Someone who is very well known in our circles, Jaden, and well, let me just give you the lowdown. We have a special guest on the show, Jessica Marie Tetro. Is that how you pronounce it? Tetro. It's who is Yes. Tetro. Okay. Oh my God. All right. Well, try pronouncing my name, everybody. It ain't easy, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, she's going to talk about the topic of caregiver burnout, and I've been there taking care of my parents who ended up being so awful in the end. So why does it happen? How can we prevent it? So Jessica, you know, I know I've known you for a long time. You're part of the popular yeah. Facebook Jaden's Way speaks from heaven. And um, I've, I've got uh, information for people. You guys, I will say it again toward the end, but please get a pen and paper or some notation to write it down. Jaden's Way. Yes. Um, nm jamesway nm at gmail.com and of course me at atlantisgaylor.com we just decreased the Eric Master Angel um, Eric consoles to $40 because it said hey I want to make everything much cheaper okay never. and then we got Michelle Gray the healing h.art.com I'll put that all down here too and of course awesome Heather Hilton Hartford at Common Grounds Healing Com, and we have Kevin. Ooh. Kevin, who, what, where, how do we get in touch with you? Or do we? Are you there, Kevin? I know I unmuted him. What's his area code again? Oh, I don't have it, Kevin's area code. I unmuted somebody. I, I unmuted Kevin. Some, uh, what's Kevin's area code? Heather, do you have that? I, I don't have it, no. Someone told me it. Someone said, oh, Kevin's on, and his area code is blah, blah, he, blah. He might be just listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Kevin, if you want to go on, then, uh, you know, uh, text either Michelle or um, or me or uh, Heather with your number. All right, sounds good. So I guess I would love to hear, Jessica, your story, you you and Jaden. And Eric, I love you. Jaden, I love you. Thank you for joining us from the other side. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Elisa, for having us here. Well, um, just to, you know, give my – to give just a short introduction, and it's a very long introduction, but to sum it up, um, I have four kiddos. Uh, two of them have uh, – special needs just in a different way, disabilities. Um, the other one has more behavioral uh, mental health. And Jaden was born, um, and Jaden, my son on the other side, was born with Down syndrome, um, uh, severe autism, and he had been uh, medically fragile since infancy, uh, requiring mm. a trach and a G-tube um, oh. for, for the entire 10 years, um, you know, that he championed through uh, he spent a lot of time in and out of the medical hospital. Um, he was, you know, I mean, he, he was a total care required. He was like a two-on-one kiddo. Um, so uh, a lot of it, uh, oh, my goodness, I just 
That's Jaden. He's trying to get my attention. Hi, son. I'm so sorry. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, uh, Jaden, uh, throughout the course of the 10 years, Jaden had about 30 plus surgeries, uh, two major open heart surgeries. And he had, he was due 40 hours of nursing and respite care a week, but we, we just couldn't find it. We couldn't keep, you know, we couldn't yeah. keep nursing in that, in the mm-hmm. house. It was very difficult. And, um, so, you know, we lacked a lot of, uh, respite and, um, support in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaden did pa- pass away in 2012 at the age of 10 years old. And mm-hmm. since then, um, well, since his passing, his passing, when, when he had his transition in 2012, that was basically my awakening. Um, I had just everything opened up for me. Well, <laughs> uh, I began to see, yeah, yeah, I began to see, see Jaden phys- physically um, and visibly with my eyes. So it was really intense how he came um, to me. He was just very persistent, him and Eric. Um, finally pulled us in in 2014. They wrangled us in and said, we're doing this. So been doing Jaden's Way Speaks from Heaven um, since 2014 and uh, 2015 on Facebook. So um, a little bit of what I wanted to talk about was a lot of what I've learned from Jaden. And I think most of it, I think because, um, you know, being in a, in a caregiver position or situation or a parent, um, you know, for a it's usually, I think burnout can happen over a certain uh, amount of time. Just, it, yeah. it, um, you know, I think it can just, oh gosh, what's the word? Pile up. It can just kind of stack up and stack up. And that's where we get burnout. And um, for now, the, the, the sand builds, the sand builds, and that last grain, boom, you could just fall right, down. Right, right. I had to take care of my disabled sister Denise and raise five kids and practice medicine. Oh and gosh. I remember one day after showering her off because she had diarrhea and she had horrible diabetes with all all the worst parts of diabetes. And so I just went oh, to the front no. porch and just started sobbing. I just like it was, it was just so much. And I will say real quick, I hate to interrupt you, but this is a really important topic because a lot of us baby boomers are having to be caregivers to our parents. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. uh, so it's it's disabled children, of course. Yes, it's so many um, mm. that we need to be caregivers for. And, of course, there are spiritual lessons mm. abounding, I'm sure, with all this. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Jessica. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, I wanted to just kind of go back to 2010 because I I do know that, you know, uh, I, of course, suffered from caregiver burnout myself, um, probably to the extreme degree to where uh, it began in 2007. My body began to break down first. Um, it began with fibromyalgia. I was diagnosed with that in 2007. Um then, unfortunately, in 2010, I, I did have a breaking point. Um, I actually um, was waxing and waning in and out of uh, severe depression and psychosis, which I didn't know mm. at the time. Um, mm. But I did know that I needed help. And um, I, myself, you know, to, you know, the psychiatric center, and I had to be there for three days, which was 
mm-hmm. um, my diagnosis then was severe depression with psychosis. Um, and I, I bring that up because it's so important. Um, with caregiver burnout, when we push ourselves to such an extreme um, extent beyond what we're capable, this you know, these are some of the things that can happen. We can break down mm-hmm. uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, oh my gosh. Um, and I think a lot of caregiver burnout tends to overlap with ongoing, you know, traumas, traumas like one after another, one after another. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some overlap there for sure. Um, but a lot of the, the warning signs that I wanted to talk to everyone about, I think it is really important is um, when you, when you start to feel yourself withdraw from friends and families, oh. um, I definitely remember. Yeah, definitely remember that. Um, getting sick more often is, is huge. Um, I think with the stress and, and the, the burnout, um, it overloads our system and we just complete, I think it, um, messes with our adrenal glands as well, because we're, we're really trying to push on nothing. Right. You know, um, lack of appetite or an increase, um, uh, finding yourself easily triggered is a big one. Um, Feeling, feeling sad, irritable, or helpless, mm. uh, feeling isolated. Um, and, you know, this, this one's probably more on the severe end of the spectrum, but wanting to hurt oneself or the person you're caring for. Mm. Um, f- feelings of exhaustion, um, but um, at, the, at, the time, at, at the same time you feel on edge. Like you can't just relax. And those are all really good indications or precursors that we're burning out somewhere along the line. And the the problem that I have uh, understood over many, many years from my my own personal experience and speaking with many moms is how can this be mediated? Um, Yeah. And that's a hard question because if we don't have the help, if we don't have the proper help, who do we turn to? What do we do? And I'll, I'll address that one. But the, the number one thing that I, I do, do want to stress, though, too. Go ahead, Heather. Well, I do want to say that, yeah, you, I, it, absolutely amazing information that you're giving. And, and I, oh, yeah. I, I wanted to mention that when you talked about having to withdraw from friends and family, I know mm-hmm. I, went yeah. through, um, I went through about uh, probably eight years of caregiving to different people nonstop. Wow. And mm-hmm. I had to withdraw. I had, if I didn't withdraw, I, I would have, it would have, I would have gotten worse. It would have been too so much. I, I would to ask Jaden and Eric, are these the ways, these, some of these things that Jessica is mentioning are ways to get us to, to, to just, you know what do you call it's it? About, it's about it's just veg to veg. It's it's like their way of hitting. It's like when somebody's going and going and going and okay, then they have to like um, they have to, the universe puts them in a wheelchair so they can sit and have time to finish that yeah. book or you know that kind of thing. So, where there, there's things that you're saying, Jessica, that sounds like the universe is hitting us on uh, hitting you and others on top of the head to say slow down. Get, don't don't absolutely you don't have that fucking time blah 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 so Jaden what do you have to say about that Michelle you want to take this this time 
Um, he's just, he's agreeing, and he's so funny because he's, I, I got to tell you, he keeps kicking his shoes at me, like showing me his shoes, like he's got a pretty nice-looking pair of shoes on. Um, both him and Eric were, as you were talking there, Jessica, were um, saying, Elisa, you're correct because the universe, our higher self, our greater spirit, that gives us these warning signs when we're going through something, but they're often um, an opportunity for us to heal something, to work on something, to to do something. And so what's really interesting is a lot of people, Jaden says, healers, empaths, often find themselves in these caregiving positions. I mean, many people do, but there's a high percentage of them that are healers and and very empathic and very connected to service. And so part of the reason why um, they're just saying that these type of situations come up is the actual caregiving, the burnout, the symptoms, are often there to help bring out some things from earlier in life, some traumas, some pains that are being carried. So it's not uncommon for many caregivers to already have some own, their own physical things or their own yeah. types of um, traumas that are going on in their own body or in their own mind. And so when they push themselves to burnout, because Eric is just saying, you know, it's that um, wanting to give, give, give. And there's different reasons why we continue to give, whether we feel we can't accept more help, we can't, we can't say that we can't do it, or we're looking to fulfill something that we're not doing within ourselves. That's when these situations start to happen to be these mm-hmm. alarm bells to go back to the root of what exactly started this. And so there's very good reason why all things take place, but both Jaden and Eric are saying that um, really pay attention, everybody. If you're taking care, uh, if you're a caregiver for somebody, you know, pay attention to these alarm bells that are coming up and really sit and think about what that's connected to. What's it bringing up in you? Is it bringing up guilt? Yeah. Well, guilt begins. What happened to you? What What are you feeling that you're trying to fix? That Is you're it another life? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it triggering another life um, with the, a very yeah. similar yeah. trauma? And empaths, you know, um, tend to be traumatized a lot because they, their energy is exposed. So we kind of build up the traumas and the energy blocks, et cetera. So that makes it even more difficult. Yes, Heather? It, yeah. Eric's standing here, and, he's, and he's, he's holding a scale, okay, and he's walking a tightrope. So, and he's, he's saying that it, it's, it, it's a, the give and take, the duality of life, to where there are givers and there are takers. And the givers, yes, it, that can burn us out and we have those symptoms, but the takers also get these negative symptoms. Oh. So if, you, if you're giving, 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 and the takers are taking, 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 no, even if it's because you're taking care of somebody who can't take care of themselves, if you don't give to yourself, that takes from them as well. Wow. So there's this fine line and there's this balancing act to where we have to sit, we have to balance the scale. That's so right. And it, that's, is your mama an empath? What's that? Jaden, is your mama an empath? Heather, you can ask, answer that one if you want. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. figured. Yeah. 
This, right, this, what, this has been her path. Oh, yeah. I just, it, it, I just it, wanted to say. There's a contract. Oh, go ahead. Too, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and okay, I ahead. also just, I wanted to say as well, um, it, th- and this, you're right, Elisa, yeah. Um, and see, I didn't know this either until Jaden um, had transitioned. I didn't even know what an empath was. Mm. Um, and then it, it's just like I hit this whole other uh, level after his transition of uh, empathy and compassion that just, my God, it can come out of my pores. I'm going, whoa. I would begin to, I started to see any energy tracers come from my hands. And at the time, I didn't know what the heck was going on. Wow. But, um, yeah, yeah. So to circle uh, and back. I, I wanted to, uh, Jaden wanted me to point this out uh, because I think this yeah. is going to help other, uh, a lot of people, he said. So, we, you know, we're, we're, we're psychic mediums, we're empaths, we do this work, right? We don't have it all figured out. So Jaden's like, you know, let them know. I have, I have been on Facebook Messenger video with Jess, and we have bawled our freaking eyes out oh, together. Yeah. yeah. Re, you know, recently. Just needed, because, yeah, just needing yeah. a good cry. Yeah. Just, right, it's awesome. It, it's such a good release, too. And, you know, some of the things I know that we could do, like, it's, it's funny because before I even met Michelle, when we did our first video, she's like, I think I already know Jaden because, you know, Jaden was there to help calm her son. Michelle has a, a, a child uh, with autism yes. as well. And it's funny yes. because Jaden says, Mom, if there's not help, he said, have him ask for me. Have him ask for my guidance to come help soothe a soul. That's what he calls it. Come soothe a soul. <laughs> and say that fifteen times actually... real fast. <laughs> Not easy. That's perfect. Yes. That's beautiful. Um, and he he also wanted me to remind everyone though that first and foremost to just stress that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's actually no. a sign of strength. Yes. Vulnerability. Yes. It's vulnerability. Yes. Yes. Actually a sign of strength, of vulnerability, humility, and just being able to humble yourself to say, I I don't, I can't do it all. I don't have it all figured out. And and they're waiting for us to ask. Yes. I'm wondering, Jessica, do you channel your, your child? Um, actually, I do. I do channel Jaden. I'm just it's not out like it. about it. Um, yeah, I do. I channel him, but yeah. just not um, not on my own yet, or just not publicly yet, I guess. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful. Because, you know, I think yeah. that this, the big spiritual contracts might be uh, learning vulnerability and humility um, for, for those of us who our caregivers. Eric, well, what do you say about that? What are the big spiritual concepts behind being he, a He wants to stress that's on both sides, not just the caregiver, but the ones who, who either are narcissists and ask for too much or the ones who are ill and need the care. That, that goes yeah. both ways. He wanted to emphasize that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Michelle Gray, and, what do you think is the big the, – the, besides humility and vulnerability, what are other – if any, spiritual contracts that are that are previously agreed upon in the caregiver caretaker role. 
Well, um, many of them, such as uh, patient surrender. Um, Eric says uh, peace. Um, surrender is a big one because he says there's so many things that are um, under that umbrella for, oh, for both sides. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'll share with you that it's a very important topic today, and Eric's saying to, to share this with everybody, that um, my in my own family, actually just an hour ago or an hour and a half ago before I came on here, I sat with my parents and one of my brothers and just interviewed an in-home healthcare worker that's going to be oh. working in their home. Yeah. And my father uh, had a very serious incident and was in the hospital. It was a very traumatic thing for him and our family. And yeah. he has a cerebellar ataxia. Yeah. And it's hereditary in our family. I was also diagnosed with it at age 24. Yeah. Um, so he's in a wheelchair. He he's not able to speak and no longer able to stand on his own or really do a lot for himself. And my mother has been his number one caregiver. So even though I live next door to my parents and I'm there to help, it's been my mother that's all on. And wow. the hardest part for her is she has felt she needed to. And so Eric has been, um, you know, so strange and synchronistic that we have this conversation tonight because this is what Eric has been guiding myself through all these last few weeks since my father was in the hospital and really showing me what the different spiritual lessons are in my entire family, what the contracts are between my parents, what lessons I'm learning. And it's been very, very eye-opening. And uh, to, to come to the point that we're at today where my parents, and, you know, we're saying, yes, we need help coming into the house and to hire yeah. somebody and hire her on the spot to start tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And to have that happen today, right, while we do this show. That's amazing. Amazing. So, I mean, it, it is, there are so many gifts in this experience. If you're willing, Eric says it, it can be something that is so hard and so difficult that we can turn into something beautiful, like anything we experience that has a yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I mean, that's where the, the best uh, flowers grow in, in a hot steaming bowl of cow shit sometime. <laughs> so so um, are any of your family's um, spiritual contracts revocable? Uh you know, like, I got the lesson. I'm humble. I'm vulnerable. God, I, I surrender. Can, can we revoke the contract? Can I answer that real quick? Yes. It's okay. Okay. Well, um, and it's funny because Michelle and I just had um, an episode on caregiver burnout on Jaden's Way Speaks from Heaven, too. And the word surrender kept coming up. Um, he kept telling me, with my mental break, that was my surrender. That was my oh. surrender. And yeah. also energetically and spiritually, I believe what caregiver burnout looks like or feels like on an energetic or spiritual level is the life force. It's like the life force energy kind of being sucked right out of you. Oh. So, and it usually comes out through the head, it seems. Wow. That's what I, I think experienced. I think that's why I, uh, when I finally surrendered, I laid in bed for three months mm. because I yeah. had, uh, yeah. at, it was, 
First, it was my daughter. My daughter um, diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease, which I had to fight for. Then my son diagnosed with bipolar that I had to fight for. And then my mother getting cancer and brought her home and did hospice for 30 days. And then my father committing, uh, you know, he had a hemorrhagic stroke. I had to take care of him. And then he committed suicide on Father's Day. And then, and then I, I, and then my husband and I separated and then I stopped and surrendered and laid in bed for literally three months. Wow. I didn't do much. And, and it was separation so that I could find myself. Yeah, it was yeah, so that I could find my path. Yes. Yeah. And you did. So don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty if you need to stop and surrender and do what doesn't look like you're being, you know, yes. So Jessica Because that's necessary. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Tell me what caregivers can do. Give them advice. You know so much about this topic. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, first of all, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, I think a huge thing is is to get our friends and families involved as much as we can. Um, and I think for for me that was part of my problem because I wouldn't ask my, my family or friends for help, even though they ask, what do you need, what do you need? So, and I think one, one of the easiest things to do if you don't have um, – like outside respite or caregiver that comes in with friends and families. It's real easy if, if to like write a list of things that you do need, um, things that you might need help with, jot them down on a piece of paper, stick it on the fridge. And when friends and family come over, point to the list. <laughs> Bottom line. Tell them this needs to happen. I need help with this. And then you'll have a list already to refer to. Um, other than that, if it gets to uh, a more extreme, uh, more severe caregiver type burnout situation, I would, I would, I wouldn't hesitate to look for or to ask for outside help or fam, um, some type of family therapy or in-home behavioral specialist that can help. That can kind of help with mediate some of these. Um, issues for you. Plus, it gives you a break if you go to a therapist to have that downtime to vent or talk about what you're needing. Um, and that's just for that. But as far as, far as like downtime things that you can do, if you feel like you're on edge at the moment um, with that, that child or that adult, um, one thing that I found um, that helps kind of shift the energy a lot is music, taking them outside, or water at the moment, you know, to just right there, first, foremost, if it's just too much um, with the patient or someone that you're caring for, you can get them outside, put them in water, like the bathtub, um, sit next to them, or, yeah, like I said, um, the list is a great one, too. It'll give you a point of reference of what you need, and you can point to it when friends and family come over to uh, visit. Those are a lot of some of the some of the things that I've you know thought about that have actually really helped for me. But most of it for caregivers is finding the time. But the thing is, we have to find time, or we're going to break down. The key here is balance. Balance. Because without that balance, that's where burnout happens. 
kids, my grandkids, my husband, the cranky patient that we had another brain injury. And, you know, doing the Atlantic Scaler stuff, the CE stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. You know, where do I carve in that little piece of time for myself without, um, whatever. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Anything else you want to say before we take call and call it? Um, that's it. And that it's, it's totally okay to ask for help. We're not weak for asking for help. It's a strength. And I just want to emphasize on that for all of us here and all of our callers. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. Let's see. And we will give your information, everybody's information for the end. But right now we're going to take calls from callers. Let me see. We have somebody from the 262 area code. Hi there. How you doing? Hi, could you hear me? Yeah. Hi. Hi. This is Michelle. Hi, how you doing? Hi. Well, my pro- my I have a problem. Um, I was wondering is there any way I could ask Eric if he could help me? Um, my husband he passed unexpectedly. Okay, he was on the job, he got electrocuted. He was working on an air conditioner outside. You know, so it was, you know, very unexpected, shocking, everything to all of us, me and my family. And I have um, a lawsuit going on, and um, I'm having problems with my lawyer and the owner. And my thing is, I don't know if I should keep fighting this, because they're trying to say that he didn't turn off electricity before he troubleshooted this thing. I know my husband. I know he did. I talked to a medium before, Shar. Um, I don't know if you know her, Char. She used to be on TV or whatever back in the 80s. Well, anyway, he, my husband came through, and he explained everything, you know, about what he did. He explained how he did turn on electricity, everything. And my, I was so excited to hear from him. I didn't write nothing down. I don't remember everything he said, you know, and I have well, 30 days to appeal this. In court, huh? Anyway. It wouldn't be admissible, unfortunately, maybe one day. But it wouldn't be admissible in court. Um, well, it's um, for wrongful death. Yeah. I'm going for yeah. Yeah. and stuff. And now um, I have to find another attorney, you know, and all this stuff. And I don't know, is it worth it? Isn't it? I don't, you know, like when I talked to, when he came through before and he mentioned, I, I can't remember everything he said, but, you know, now I wish I would have listened because now I didn't know this was going to happen. And I was just wondering, is there any way that Eric could help me with him? Because, I mean, you know, get, I don't have much money right now. I mean, I got a little bit, but not much. I'm trying to save up because I do want to do that porter work or talk to you about that, too, with me. But right now this is so important, you know, with this case. And I don't yeah, know if I should keep going or not. I will help you. Okay, so, Eric, what happened? Talk to me about this Michelle, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go, Alisa, I'll go ahead. I can I can hardly hear you, Lisa. Is it just me or? No, it's it sounds... she's she's faint. Okay. Yeah. Oh, let me turn up things. Is that better? There we go. That's much better. Yes, that's much better. Okay, good. Um, are yeah. you there, Michelle? I... Yes. Oh. Okay. What's your husband's first name, Michelle? Kurt. 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 Yes. Okay. C U R T. When I was um, just as you were talking and I'm I'm connecting with his energy, um, like I'm feeling him go right into the heart. So he he passed away immediately. Did he very very quick? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
He's handsome. I got to tell you, he's handsome. Thank you. He's, he's <laughs> I know. Yes, I bet. <laughs> he's, yes. He's, he's, yeah, he's making sure I know that he's handsome. Yeah. He's saying oh. that she, like he's like, does she know that I'm handsome? I'm handsome. He's uh-huh. a nice um, he's, <laughs> Yes. He just he wants to make sure that that's addressed first of all. Um. So second of all, so he's just saying, to, you know, and, and Eric has added a little bit into this as well. Is that even though, um, like our heart wants justice. When we have our loved ones taken away from us, especially in a situation like this, because um, he did everything right. He's just, he's agreeing with you that he, you know that, you know that he did and that this was a, it was a freak accident. Although what he says is it was his time. Right. It was his time to go. Um, Eric says that, when we look for justice in something, sometimes we can um, fight and fight and fight and not get what it is that we're looking for. Um, And he says, as hard as this is, you may have to, if you you wanted to do it, it might be longer than what you really want and could invest a lot of money into it that there's not a hundred percent guarantee that you would get it because what they're saying is like loopholes. Like ways right. to drive this, out. and that that would end up being harder for you in the long run. What your husband says is he wants to let you know there's compensation, but he says don't look in the direction so much as because he says don't do it for me. Know that I'm okay, that I'm yeah. with you. And he says he wants you to know in your heart he did everything right, but he also knows it was his time. But he wants right. you to know that what you deserve. He's helping send something your way and that it's going to come in a different direction. So he says, keep yourself open, babe. Keep yourself open and look from other directions because he says, I've got you. And he says, you won't be let down. But he says, sometimes it doesn't always come in the ways that we think it should. So she should not pursue this legally? He's just saying that there's not a guarantee that she would get something of it and it would be a lot of money that she'd be putting out. And what they're showing me is like drawing it out, drawing it out. Too, too emotionally. Okay. Will portal work help her receive the abundance you're talking about, Kurt? They already were showing me. Uh, yes. And Eric's circling it. Good. Um, there's some um, portals that need to be closed for you okay. and need to be opened. And okay. um, and you you are psychic. Or you you have mediumistic ability as well. And I don't okay. know how much you communicate with your husband or you think he's communicating with you because he is. Okay, yeah, because I, I do. I try to talk to him every night because something's yes. around my house. Something is around yes. my house because I use a tape recorder and I hear some, my drawers opening, closing. It's yeah, weird. I hear a lot of stuff. That's him. That's him. Okay, well, that's he, what I he, figured. He, he wants to talk more. So you get that portal work done because you're already opening up and revving up and on the way to go. So okay. keep going forward and know that what's coming to you is coming no matter what. Don't worry about it coming from that direction of a lawsuit. Don't worry. Because that's don't worry. more hard. 
Surrender. Surrender, surrender, surrender. I'm so glad you called in. This is kind of the last minute, but I felt like you really need to get on. Yes. And I want to to work with you, Elise, on this. I definitely do. All right. Yes. Well, I will help don't worry. Huh? Okay. So you'll be awesome, Michelle. Good things are coming. Yeah. All right. Great. Can you tell him thank you and I love him and. Yeah, I'm here, Jeff. He loves you. He loves Good. you. He's giving you a great big smooch holding both sides of your cheek. <laughs> oh, this is sweet. All right. Thanks thank for you. calling in, Michelle. Okay. And how- Uh-oh. Did I cut her off? Oh. Oh, okay. Well, got somebody from the 209 area code. Hi there. How you doing? Hello. Hi. What's up? Hi. Am I really on? Yes, you're really on. Is this? Oh, my goodness. Well, my name is Eva, and I'm from California. Eva, yes. Hi. Hi. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm good. Yeah, how's your husband? Well, he went back to work, thank God. So he's good. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good. Well, while I'm call- while I'm I'm nervous, I'm sorry. I'm calling because I'm having a lot of difficulty with my daughter. I have three daughters. They've all basically cut me off. I'm not their mom anymore. But um, I really want to know about my youngest daughter, Malia. And she has a she has a child, my only grandson, and I want to know what's going on with her. It's really easy for her to cut people off from her dad, her grandmother, and I guess it's my turn. She's cut me off completely. Wants nothing to do with me. Doesn't want me to, you know, see her son. Nothing. So, what's going on? Heather, you want to take this one? Yeah, hi, hi Ava. <laughs> hi, sweet pea. Um, yeah, I know you've been having a hard time. Uh, so, so there's okay. It, it's it feels like she's using this as a crutch. Like this is sort of a um, a way to manipulate and control. Um, and. Getting a response out of you perpetuates it and gets her to say, okay, yes, I'm going to keep doing this. Um, so you you do have authority over her. You are her mother. Um, but you're afraid. You're afraid she to... She, well, she does, but she's very manipulative. Yeah. Um, Is coming from and, and, also? Uh She's she the baby, yes? She the baby? The youngest of the three girls, yes. Yeah, I have yeah. five, so, the girls. Are... Okay, but, all right, so she's got a lot of resentment, all right? And I and I want to say that, that there is resentment with other, with the others, but, but this one is particularly strong. Um, and, again, Eric is, and, and is pointing out the balance of, um, you know, the give and take. Uh, you can only take so much, and you can only yeah. give so much. Um, you do have rights. 
as a grandmother, and you need to pursue that because you cannot reason with her. I've tried last so, night. And she taking the authority. She has an issue with me speaking to her grandmother, who she cut off a couple years ago. So because of that, well, um, even even not, none of this. None of he, Eric is saying none of this matters because you because you cannot explain it to her because she she won't listen. No. So he's saying you take the authority, get a public uh, assistance to help you get grandmother's rights to get visitations with your grandchild because that is a thing. Um, uh, and you. Is there anything that, that we you can need do? To, Is there anything we need can to step do with her with her daughter? Like, does she need portal work? Does she have negative energy? Portal, portal, portal work. Portal work. Are there spiritual contracts the whole, that need to be revoked? What? It's portal work on the whole family because this happened years ago. Is it, it on my household? What's that, Ava? I've had it done on my whole household. She doesn't live with me anymore. So can I do well, it no, separately? Yes. It's not on your household. That He's showing me this happened a long time ago, and I think that you know. This just didn't come up in the past few months. This happened a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's something okay. that needs to be healed. Is this negative entity from when you related? Are, is, it, is it past life related? Yeah. You know, yeah. All... all all of the above. There okay. are a lot of falls in play what can, here. What should would I do? Help, would it help for Eva to get a consult? We dropped it down to $40 for her, for the daughter? Yes. To see yes. And we're, we're, we're doing a fundraiser coming up on um, Life After Life, Channeling Eric on Facebook. To where yeah. we're going to uh-huh. raise money to help people who can't afford it for healing. Okay, good. So good. Um, put, awesome. get your name on the list, and and this, you okay. desperately need this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, get a uh, consult, and I'll I'll see what Eric can do to help her, have, so that we can help yeah. you. Yes, please. Quick, can I ask one more quick question? Sure. Um, I have abilities. But some reason they're blocked. What can I do with that? I had the third eye open, uh, my chakras. Well, you know this, um, Elise, Lisa. Yes. What, why? Why are they blocked? Hmm. It's the imbalance. The imbalance in your chakras. Mostly the survival well, one. But I did a chakra overhaul on her. Yeah. Can did, I? Did, I did the Huh? Can I just interject? So I'm getting some from Eric yes, about that. Yes, yes, He's just, what he's showing me is part of what the um, spiritual contract is with what's going on with your family and with your daughters has something to do with your abilities opening up because you've had work done. And so Eric says, remember, um, yes, the scalar work is going to help, and there's lots of things that you can do to boost your abilities and so that's been done but he says there's a need for you to go deeper inside yourself 
He says, and part okay. of it would be in the spiritual contract with your daughter, is he says there's a, a generational, um, so this has happened many times like this, that rotated in your family. And he's saying that um, having them turn their back, he's giving me a visual, turning the back so that you go through that sense of feeling isolated, which yes. gives you opportunity to go inside. Because he says oh. everything is there and ready for you to step into, he says, growth. It, uh, there's newfound growth within you. And he says, so remember what you're feeling from what your daughters are projecting outwards towards you, what you're feeling and what you take in. He says, look at what it triggers in you and be willing to go in and investigate with that. Because he says, once you start moving pieces in your emotional state, in the heart chakra, you're going to find that the work that's already been done is going to start jumping leaps and bounds with your abilities because you do have abilities. And you are ready to step into a very new phase for yourself. He says, you do that, you'll also find that your family issues are going to start to um, feel a little bit different. They're going to start moving in a better place. Uh, I'm getting that she needs to get healing recommendations from Eric because I have an idea of what what she might need mm-hmm. to heal. Um, yeah, Elisa, number one, and number yeah. two, a consult for her daughter. That's the two yeah, things. Yeah, she, yeah. She has an Ava. You have an appointment coming up with me, and yes. we're gonna we're gonna in the that hour we're gonna do life centered therapy to find the crystallizing trauma. Good. Oh, what? Good. Perfect. Okay. So hot. All right, Ava. Thank you for calling. Thank you all. Love you. Thanks, sweetheart. Love, Love you. you. There's hope. There's hope. Definitely hope. Uh, okay. Let me see here. Who we got next? Um, hold on. Uh, got somebody I promised to get on. And where is she? Oh, here we go. Hey there, how you doing? Hello. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you? Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hey. My mom passed away three years ago. I'm still having a hard time with it. We were in a fight when she died suddenly. It's like. She was here one day, and then she's just gone. And uh, I'm still having problems with it. I think it's because it's a regret. It's the last words that we said to each other, you know. What, what's your Can you hear me? My name's Lisa. Mom's name My mama's Lisa. name is Linda. Uh, Can you talk about heart attack? Uh, no, she was... They they said that she died of the flu, but um, she was just here. We'd had a fight one day, and the next day, we I didn't get to apologize. You hurt, and I appreciate you having me on, Lisa. Oh, sure, sweetie. They're showing me the chest area. They're going right into the heart. So I don't know if she had an infection or she had something that affected her heart. But it can cause a heart right attack. Yeah, maybe they're, they're bringing yeah. it right to that area because they're showing me, um, like sudden, like being very sudden, and directing yeah. it right to um, Okay, let's see if we can connect with her energy a little closer here. Okay. Is she was she was she a smoker? Because there's a woman yes. standing here holding a cigarette. Yeah, she's standing <laughs> here holding a cigarette. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I was hoping she would come. Yeah, she's here. She loves she's you. Here. <laughs> they're, they're, I love her they are they are human words that are on this this human plane that doesn't exist uh-huh. where they are. That she okay. did not carry that on. She didn't take that with okay. her. Good. I'm sorry. How how does Linda uh, communicate with Lisa? What's her typical way of communicating so that Lisa can recognize it? You well, you can smell her for one thing. Okay. Um, there there are familiar smells, and especially smells from childhood. You're like, oh my gosh, that brings me back. Um, okay. So it starts with the with the smelling, and I and I think that you have that's one of your strongest flares. Um, also, Thanks. you feel her hand on your shoulder, particularly your uh, right shoulder. Um, you have felt oh, well, that, that. that. Good. Yeah. Does that resonate? Yeah, and I felt her touch yeah. my hand before too. Yes, she does hold your hand, but it's on the right side. Okay. Um, She's with you. Any any me- final messages from Linda for now? Before we. Uh oh. Okay. There's okay. a dog that's with her. Uh, there's a dog. There's a dog that's with her in spirit. <laughs> oh, so she just wants, Lakota. She just wants to make sure you know that that she's got the dog. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm glad. I appreciate y'all. You bet, sweetie. I love your videos with Eric and everybody, Veronica and Jamie, all of y'all. Well, thank you so much. You'll be okay. Y'all are doing good work. I know. You. Y'all are doing good work. Y'all are helping a lot of people heal. Thank you, sweetie. It really makes me okay. feel good. I hope your your husband's okay. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> all right. Love you, babe. Okay, thank you so much. And my mama really needs to quit smoking. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. Thank now. you. <laughs> yep. She can enjoy it with no no problem. Oh, okay. Let's see. Got somebody from the three three zero area code. Hi there, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. All right. That's awesome. My name is Bella. And I talk to Eric all the time. He can vouch for that. And, Elisa, I've had some portal work done, chakra work, and I did the consult and have my little short list of things that I need to, you know, step by step do. So I'm good with that. My main question today, Eric, is I am like – I've been in a rut for a long time, and I am – over the last three months, have been trying to dig myself out of it. Part of the portal work, amongst other things, have been part of that. But if you can just help me or tell me path and purpose, then I can feel like I have something I can strive for and get out of this proverbial groundhog thing. Oh, yes. Like, good. That's a great – Eric, what's your next step? Hmm. It, he, he's emphasizing that it's not a rut. This is getting you to slow down. Oh, and, and to heal, heal yourself. Okay. He he says to prioritize as well. So to prioritize 
um, think about what it is that you're doing because he says there's there's some things that you're doing that you don't need to be and some things that need to be prioritized. So he says it's like clearing away some of the stuff. He goes, think about what's going on in your energy field and what's going on outside of you. He says, clear some clutter and start to prioritize what's most important because he says you want to get right with what's going on right now to bring a little bit more to you because he says there needs to be some space cleared. I'm just wondering, does does it resonate with you, Eric, Jane McDougall to, to totally fix her energy? No, he said, yeah, um, that, that would work. He says that would help. But he says that this is part of what she needs to do is, is kind of some stuff she needs to do on her own, he says. Okay. It's like um, well, because give her a practical step. on the outside. Okay, <laughs> give her a practical step, though, besides yeah. right, reflecting on the priorities, et cetera, but give her a hard, fast, practical first step. Right. Next step. Well, right. thing is, you know, he goes, isolate what it is that you, you want to do because he says you've got a couple ideas and it's like you're looking at the bigger picture and um, he says you, it's like you need steps. You need a one, two, three. But he says isolate the feeling of what it is that you want to do because he said um, there's a few things that you've got your eyes on to. And he says that you also, um, he's talking about bridging where you are right now to where you want to be. There's some big gaps because he's pointing to your current, currently how you, uh, how do we say it, Eric? He says that there's things that you're doing right now that you don't need to be doing. And it has to do with your time. Because he keeps going back to prioritizing what you're doing right now. Change, change up your, um, change up your, whatever you're doing daily. I'm not sure, like, is there something that you're putting off? Because he keeps going to, like, the priorities in your daily life. Right. It's, I, I mean, there's nothing that I'm putting off. It's literally just, like, wake up, go to work, wake up, and at home, wake up, go to work. There's nothing outside of, like, maybe decluttering, but there's – I'm in such, like, a rut – now that I'm on most of the depression oh, that I mean. Prioritizing yourself. It's okay. So what you're doing, because it keeps showing going on the outside, because no, he doesn't really mean decluttering like physically in that way. But when he talks about prioritizing, what are you doing? Like, cause you're following, um, you're like doing the same thing. You're doing the same schedule. And he says, it's time to shake it up a little bit. It's time to reprioritize where you're putting your focus. Does that mean a so, new career? Or, I mean, can you give us something more tangible, Eric? New career, new passion, He says, what are you doing for yourself? Where are you putting yourself into the priority? Because he says you're, you're doing what you feel is necessary to do and looking for something else to walk in to make a change. And he says that it would be better if you could isolate something that you would like to do and add it into your life. Start to take priority to make yourself feel good. He says okay. create an action in your life to something that you're drawn to. So he says, for example, what gives you some sort of joy? 
what gives you some sort of passion. He goes, and think about this as a door opener to start to shift your energy. Because he says sometimes you start to feel monotony. He says Mm -hmm. it's not that you're stuck. Just like what Heather was saying, you're not stuck. He says Mm -hmm. being stuck is something that is part of the mind. And he says you need to get out of that mind state. You need to get in a different state to start to shift the energy. Because he says your beliefs are number one. Your beliefs is what's going to create this new, um, new experience. Because you do have things that you want to do. And I don't know if you want to work with spirit or work in service with spirit because he's showing me that there's some some growth there with your abilities. And so he said, what could you do in that right now that you would find fun, whether it's meditating, whether it's doing cards, whether it's uh, doing automatic writing? He goes, can you put that into a priority, into doing something like that every day and start to shake up your energy? Because what you're going to find is a Mm-hmm. And then it's going to start to shake some change. That's how we change frequency, he says. That's how we start okay. to move. He goes, don't wait for it to come to you. You step out and it will meet you. You step out and it will meet you. Okay. And I'm sure and he'll then, continue to help me. Get in touch. Yeah. Yes, of course. Get in touch with me. I'll give you Jane's, um, I'll give you some information about Jane. Um, okay. Because she gets rid of stuck energy and all, just a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, okay. um, all right. So I guess we'll stop uh, because I want to give it. Thank you so much for calling in, though. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'm there to Thanks, help Eric. you. Okay. Thanks, Elisa. Alrighty. Okay. Thank you. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Thanks. All right. So anyway, Jessica, Thank you so much. I have learned so much from you. I wish I knew you a long time ago. So <laughs> we did. That. It was only it was only through via email though. We, we were chatting back in 2015. <laughs> All right, and it's Jaden's Way at gmail.com. And of course, yes, Michelle Gray, thehealingh.art.com. And Heather Hilton Hartford at commongroundhealing.com. And if you want to go to Atlanta Scalar to look at things that we can, Eric and, and I can help you with, and it's divine to then go to atlantiscalar.com. Anyway, thank you guys. Love you. And until next time, I love you, Eric. Love you, Jaden. Thank you so much, Elisa, for having us. Thank you so oh, much. We love honor. you guys. Thank you. Love you, Jessica. Bye. Love you, Heather. Love you, Lisa. Love you. Bye. Love you all. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.